we are going live here October 2nd. Unbelievable that we have already wrapped up Q3 into the final quarter of this 2022 year. God bless you all. I hope you guys had a fantastic weekend out there. Uh, we got a big, big week ahead, and the month that we have entered is going to be a massive Massive world changing financial systems about to break. Enjoy the show and stay safe and may God be with us, folks. Tonight's episode cascading liquidations underway. We're going to talk about the cracks that have opened up and increased getting wider. Seeing this financial system fall apart, the infrastructure that's running this whole thing is, is breaking. And we're seeing the struggle to keep it afloat, to keep it alive. The distractions continue. With the situation over in Russia, Ukraine, and other situations, we got a quick update for you guys on that one. Okay, but tonight we're mostly going to be talking about Credit Suisse, Deutsche Bank, and some of these major uh, financial institutions that are supposed to be systemically important, meaning too big to fail, are going bust. Just like uh, last week, we saw the Bank of England had to go bail out the pension funds of the UK. There's talks of that taking place in the United States as well. And then we start to see here Credit Suisse. And then we have Germany's largest bank, Deutsche Bank, that is collapsing as well. So we're going to get into it all tonight. Cascading liquidations underway is the title of this stream. Please, if you can, smash that thumbs up. I greatly appreciate that. And then if you could spread this message far and wide, maybe share this on Twitter, share this with your friends, and let's get this episode fired up. At the time of this recording, okay, we're at about 6 p.m. here on the West Coast. Uh, We got Bitcoin at 19.3. Let me refresh and let's just double check that real quick. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. Okay, the market is back down a little bit today. 19,000, that's right. 19,000 and Ethereum broke through 1,300 down to 1,284. Our XRP is at 45. Let's take a look here at the Bitcoin chart. This is the 15-minute chart for your Bitcoin on Qcoin. And you're starting to see here, I actually was looking to enter another short here soon. Uh, looking at this setup right now, it's getting a little bit interesting here. Hanging in above 19,000 here, you can see for the last uh, couple days now, we've just been ranging sideways and it looks like we got an imminent breakout. Are they going to, you know, do one little fake out pump before they send it lower? Probably. That's usually what they do. Let's continue to watch that one unfold, but we're definitely calling for a red October. Definitely calling for a continuation of the crash that's already underway. So uh, I will get into that further in this stream at the end of it. But let's continue on here with our update. Kim.com saying, better hope that Russia blew up that pipeline because if they didn't, we will all be offline soon, meaning that things would ramp up. We would have potential you know, cyber attacks and others. Now, uh, for me, I'm not actually going to go too deep on the Russia-Ukraine situation you guys are seeing. Mr. Putin made his speech um, pretty clear and, you know, actually... Uh, Got to be careful here with what we say, but you know, the West is guilty of perpetuating terror among the world here for decades now, you know, and is Mr. Putin a saint? I don't think so, you know, and I think that Russia has its own challenges, just like every country, you know, across this planet. The difficult part about this situation is getting good data, good information. And for me, I always go to, if you can, the military is the best sources. If you can get in touch with those guys and gals, they're the best sources, some of the best. Uh, active duty and uh, retired military are the best sources that you can get for that type of situation. It's tough. I don't really have much for Russia, Ukraine, and you guys are seeing the Twitter sleuths or digging and we're trying to find what we can. Very tough situation. But the point being, we have been ready for false flag season since February. 
Uh, we've been talking about once this ramped up, we knew military operations had to go live because the currency war, the commodity war, had reached this climax moment this year, 2022. And then now with our extended research that we've put in over the last couple of months, dialing in all the other cycles that are converging right now, one of them just happens to be the war cycle. Every 80 years, this reality, this existence uh, has been put through some sort of war. Is that the hidden hand? Is that just pure luck coincidence that 80 years ago was World War II, 80 years before that was the Civil War, and 80 years before that was your 1776 revolution here in the United States? Maybe it was a coincidence. I don't know. There's a couple other alignments that are taking place as well. Hopefully, you guys watched that video from yesterday. Shock and awe events during these key dates, uh, I think is what the video was called, but I dropped it yesterday. It was the summarized, edited, 20-minute edited clip that breaks it all down, all the cycles, all the alignments. So hopefully, you guys were able to check that out. We'll continue to watch these World Stage events play out. And yeah, did Russia blow it up? Was it three-letter agency? It almost doesn't matter. It's just how far is the powers that be going to take this situation? That's the real question and what we have to prepare for and may God be with us. <laughs> okay, let's go on. Effective immediately, the Vatican has transferred all liquid capital assets from around the world to the Vatican Bank. According to official reports, the process was completed on 9-30-22. Okay, as ordered, all of the Vatican entities bringing it back into the Vatican Bank. Quick side note, uh, my mentor Dan Pena has done deals with the Vatican Bank and... Uh, that is why I always love uh, what he has to say in regards to the Vatican and regards to the Catholic Church. Uh, you know, quick note, he just, he donates most of his money actually to the Catholic Church. And he talks about how he has hundreds of nuns praying for him every day. And I sure hope he does. I hope he has someone praying for him because we know that Dan is no, no perfect man. But nonetheless, the reason why I listen to him is because he's been at the deals with these freaking people that run the show, guys. The hidden hand, the groups, the entities, Vatican. London, financial world, right? DC, political arm. The three arms of this cabal, this power structure. And uh, it's been interesting to watch that, you know, Pope Francis calling all of them, you know, bring all the assets back home. Rosie Rios goes and visits him. She said that that was, it's an opportunity, a lifetime, a spiritual opportunity, even at that. And then uh, we see that they have now completed this mission right before the liqui liquidations start to come in and the whole system really breaks down for that panic crisis moment. Now, let's get on into it. Uh, let me take a sip of my adult beverage here before we get into this news because, folks, if you're not prepared, if you don't got a plan, you better get one now because our time is running out. It is here. This is not FOMO. This isn't, you know, getting excited for no reason. We are going to get wiped out if you don't have a plan and if you're not prepared right now. Let's just get that through. Uh, we have to understand that. It is here. It is now. I've shown you guys through the dates, the alignments, the cycles, everything that leads us to this moment. This month, there's going to be some bangers just to you know make this simple for everyone to understand. Some stuff's about to hit the fan. Uh, financially speaking, at the very minimum, world stage events, let's see. But uh, cheers to everyone who's tuning in and taking massive action, preparing not only you, your family, but let's try to change our community and make the world a better place as well. Cheers to everyone who's tuning in tonight. Make sure you smash that thumbs up for me. So this is interesting. Rajat Kumar Singh brings us this one, this thread here. Credit Suisse and Deutsche Bank are on the verge of collapse. A thread on the ongoing crisis at DB and CS as per my limited understanding. The combined asset base of the two banks is nearly $2 trillion, which is three times the asset base of Lehman Brothers at the time of its collapse. 
Now, a quick note, what have we said here? This time it is different as far as what we're going through with the stocks, with the market, everything financial system. This time it is different. It's a whole hell of a lot worse. Now, in this instance, three times the asset base of Lehman Brothers, but we've talked about how the debt, the crisis, the margin on hand is three, five, even 10 times larger than the 08 financial crisis. That's why this time it is different. It's going to kill even more people, this financial crisis. Like it's worse. That's how it's different this time around. Let's continue on. On the 15th of September, 2008, Lehman Brothers, a bank considered too big to fail filed for insolvency. It was the single largest bankruptcy filing in the history of the US. At the time, the bank had 639 billion in assets and 619 billion in debt. Both Credit Suisse and Deutsche Bank are des designated as systematically important financial inf institutions. SIFI uh, is what they are called, basically too big to fail banks. Remember the times when they labeled Lehman Brothers as too big to fail. The stocks of Deutsche and Credit Suisse have been slowly bleeding out since 2009 and both are down 90% from the 2009 high. So these, these, these banks here, they have not hit a new all-time high since 08-09, since the last crisis, right? Now, the credit default swaps for Credit Suisse are going absolutely vertical and are now approaching the highs of the great financial crisis of 2008. Higher credit default swaps equals stronger market-wide belief that Credit Suisse is going to fail. Credit default swaps are basically a derivative where you're betting that they're going to fail. It's an insurance policy that they're going to fail. Right here, Rajat says, a CDS is a derivative that allows an investor to swap or offset their credit risk with that of another investor. To swap the risk of default, the lender buys a CDS from another investor who agrees to reimburse them if the borrower defaults. What does this crisis mean in layman terms? Number one, if the banks can't pay off their debts, i.e. they become insolvent and have to sell off their assets. Number two, if the prices of these assets fall below a certain level, the other banks too will have to start selling to avoid the forceful margin calls on their positions. This massive deleveraging event will create a domino effect due to a mass selling and this economic crisis will spread from one market region to another known as contagion. Though there is a good chance that the Germany government will go all out to save Deutsche because it's the biggest bank in Germany, but the size of the bail is a matter of concern. No one really knows when the system will start collapsing, but when it does, it will be extremely brutal. It's a ticking time bomb. FYI, this thread is based on my limited knowledge and I reserve the right to be wrong. Take care and stay safe. Thank you, Rajat Singh. Appreciate that on Twitter. Okay, yeah, so this is why they have to ramp up QE again. The Bank of England had to bail out the pension funds. Now we have uh, Germany's gonna have to bail out Deutsche Bank. Uh, you know, Credit Suisse, they're based out of Switzerland, right? So uh, we are watching it happen right now. This is, we're going through it right, right here, guys. Now, Graham Stephan chimes in. 600 billion, what Lehman Brothers held in assets when they crashed and took the economy with them. 2,800 billion, what Credit Suisse and Deutsche Bank control in assets under management, 4.6 times more. So he's got a little bit different data, but let's just, you know, to simplify this, right? Nearly 3 trillion in assets under management. Credit Suisse is at a critical moment now, says the CEO. What lies in store for the world? The stocks of both have suffered an absolute rout this year. In the past year alone, their stocks have fallen by more than 40%. However, most of the recent interest arose due to a story from ABC Australia, which reported ominously that a major international investment bank is on the brink. Yeah, we covered that on Friday, didn't we? Covered that a few days ago. Although reports didn't specify any names, the rumor is that it was Credit Suisse. 
Credit Suisse's credit default swaps have hit its highest level since 2008. Yes, we already went through a credit default swap, what's, what that is, okay? And he says, Graham says, even without any underlying issues, such a rumor can quickly become a self-fulfilling prophecy as panicking clients start withdrawing their money. Unfortunately, their CEO's recent statements have calmed and haven't calmed investors' nerves, right? At the moment, not much is known about the reason behind Deutsche Bank's underperformance. Currently, they are trading at 0.3 book value and concerns have been raised earlier about their exposure to the derivatives market. Now, here's where this gets interesting and something we've talked about before is that they don't know how big the derivatives market actually is because there's so many shadow assets that are being traded within that derivatives market. So this is where this gets interesting for me. Graham shares right here that it has... Deutsche Bank pegs its derivative exposure at 22 billion and faces challenges in shedding those assets. But if I go to this next tweet here from Endless Capital, he says either Credit Suisse or Deutsche Bank are both on the brink of failing. Credit Suisse seems more imminent based on CDS blowing out, but that unregulated $30 trillion derivative book at Deutsche Bank could blow the entire financial system up as contagion spreads. So let's go back. Graham just shared this from MarketWatch which is Deutsche Bank claiming that they only have exposure of 22 billion to derivatives, endless capital there citing 30 trillion. And then I go to this Wall Street Journal article right here, and it shows us understanding the Deutsche uh, Bank's 47 trillion derivatives book. So I don't know, you know, Deutsche Bank says uh, 22 billion is their exposure. This guy says 30 trillion, Wall Street Journal. And this article is from 2016 says 47 trillion. Now, the point that I want to make is that no one knows. The derivatives are a shadow asset class, part of them. Like part of them are on the books. We can see that, you know, they have uh, a certain amount of derivatives and the total tally is conservative estimates put it at 500 trillion. Other estimates put it well over one quadrillion. And then more probably well put together, including the shadow assets and that type of speculation, takes it up to two and three quadrillion in the derivatives. Plus, some people even say more, more. But as far as Deutsche Bank's exposure, you can decide if you trust them at 22 billion or you wanna look at these numbers all the way up to 30, 40 trillion, it underlines how big of an issue this is. Now, let's continue on with Graham, what he was saying here. Both Credit Suisse and Deutsche are the biggest banks in Switzerland and Germany, respectively, and have a history of more than 150 years. They are also considered to be GSIBs, global systemically important banks, making a bailout likely in any case of a serious issue. Okay, so uh, once again, he says this story is developing. Yes, so we are speculating on how bad this is, but we can start to see the cracks in the system are breaking and they are widening every day. Every week that this progresses, and I'm t I showed you guys, everything lines up, we are in that moment. We are in that window of time for the panic market crash event, which definition is a 35% drop in the stocks over an eight week period, okay? We're already there. We, we've already done about 20% plus. We've already broke through the June lows. You guys saw that. Crypto's hanging on by a thread, but the liquidity crisis will spread to cryptocurrency as well. Now, Credit Suisse is not the only major bank whose price to book is flashing warning signals. The list below is all of the globally systemically important banks uh, with profit, uh, profit to book of under 40%. And this is from Alasdair McCloyd. He says, a failure of one of them is likely to call the survival of the others into question. 
they basically all have bets against each other. They're all trying to keep this the whole thing afloat, right? But as it starts to go, they're going to have to sacrifice each other. I mean, li- I mean, they're betting against each other if they can, right? Uh, but this is what cracks me up. If we look at what takes place in the cryptocurrency space with uh, these these exchanges going insolvent, okay? In the crypto space, we have actors like founder of Celsius, Alex Mashinsky, withdrew 10 million weeks before freezing users' accounts. Now, we have seen, uh, if you guys have tried to pull any sort of money out of your bank, you're gonna be getting questioned, it's gonna be causing issues, if it's any serious amount, even little amounts, really, not even that large of amounts, you're gonna get, um, you know, and that's standard, any, if you try to pull out more than 10 grand, you're gonna have to fill out some paperwork or whatever, but you're starting to see, um, and, and so now we're starting to see from the top down, the largest financial institutions that have been around, the largest banks in Germany, Switzerland, over 150 years of history, are now showing that they're potentially insolvent, about to go bust. And if one of them, see, this is the thing. What they did since 2008 is they exponentially grew the systemic uh, risk across the globe. It's no longer in one country. It's going to be everyone. If I go back here, look at all these banks, Barclays, Bank of China, Standard Charter, right? All of these globally systemically important banks uh, with profit of, what is it called? What's this term? Excuse me, sorry, I can't find this term. It was profit, uh, profit on book or something like that. Nonetheless, it doesn't matter. Uh, right here, book value, right. But uh, yeah, so what we're starting to see here, the, the Bank of England having to do the bailout last week, that's a key data point right there. This week, we're about to see Credit Suisse, maybe Deutsche Bank, maybe both, maybe the whole damn system goes down, right? We've been talking about that, about how this time around, it is uh, it affecting everyone worldwide, the largest players, it's, it's the top down. It's not just the little guy that's going to take a loss. You're seeing central banks reporting record losses as well, right? Now, we call this one cascading liquidations underway because as these dominoes start to fall, it's just going to increase, right? Like a snowball rolling down the mountain cascading liquid liquidations right um now what do we see here once again in the cryptocurrency space we are currently unable to take payments or make withdrawals involving u.s bank accounts so this is what we're up against in the cryptocurrency space the founder of celsius taking 10 million and running which what did we say all last year right these guys are going to take the money and run is everyone a criminal that created a ponzi scheme and is going to is it going to run off like a thief in the night no some just tried and, you know, they failed and they're going to go away. 99% of crypto. Some of these guys are taking the money and running, just like we said they would, like a thief in the night. Alex Mashinsky pulling $10 million out of his uh, exchange before it goes insolvent and goes bust. Now, Coinbase investigating problems with payments from U.S. banks. This is it. This is all the confirmation you need, right? Now... Michael Burry chimes in, says the difference between now and 2000 is the passive investing bubble that inflated steadily over the last decade. 
All theaters are overcrowded and the only way anyone can get out is by trampling each other. And still the door is only so big. Right, so everyone was participating, eating their popcorn, having a great time. Now we gotta hit the exits. And everyone's gonna be trying to hit it at the same time. Not just me and you, Joe Blows, me and you trying to, you know, maybe, uh, you know, roll our 401k over to gold, precious metals. Head on over to my website if you need help with that. My people will get you in touch and get that done for you. But you're looking, what do I do with my 401k? As you're seeing that it's already been smacked and the world's largest banks are about to go bust as well. Cascading liquidations underway. You might want to have a strategy for that. And this time around, uh, it's the whole world trying to hit the exits at once, right? And I like how he calls it the passive investing bubble. You know, passive investing was the whole new thing, the four-hour work week, which if that's your deal and that, that's what you want to do, then that's all the power to you. You know, four-hour work week and work on the beach, that's, that's cool. I get that if that's what you want to do, right? But what we've seen here is, as I've been talking about in all these markets, all these asset classes, every single business, the one that you're investing, you know, the business that you run, you're going to see it. The, particip- the people that have been participating but don't have a real business are about to go bust. From the world's oldest, largest banks down to Bob down the street that that wasn't a serious competitor. He didn't build a real business. That's happening right now. Now, let's prepare for this. From Market Insider, China tells state, and this is all in regards to the currency war. China tells state banks to prepare for a massive dollar dump and yuan buying spree as Beijing's prior interventions have failed to stem its currency's worst year since 1994. So, uh, Reuters reported that China told state-owned banks to get ready to sell dollars and buy yuan in an effort to prop up the local currency. The move could stem the yuan's fall as it remains on track for its largest annual loss against the dollar since 1994. A hawkish Fed has pushed the dollar to 20 years high this year, pressuring currencies around the world. We have not gotten hawkish. I mean, that's... Okay, yeah, we raised interest rates, you know, a little bit here to where they probably belong, right? Um, You know, you can't just give the money away forever, right? Now, uh, as far as these other currencies, yes, they are failing faster, but they're getting reset faster. So, you know, I'm just, we're all just hoping and praying that our country has a plan that Joe and team, you know, have a plan for rolling out the reset in our country, I guess. Uh, but as far as these other countries, right, they're moving ahead. They're dropping dollars. They're dropping our bonds. They're dropping our stocks. They're not giving us their commodities and resources that we need. You guys are seeing that in Europe. The pipelines are down, right? And uh, now we hear, see, see the currency war ramping up. The worst year since 1994 for that Chinese won. And they have a solution for that. They ain't just sitting back and hanging out and enjoying the show. They're taking massive, massive action. Okay. Now, next one here. This is part of the solution that they're working on behind the scenes, Digital Pound Foundation. A project involving multiple Asian central bank digital currencies has been badged a success, facilitating over 22 million in foreign exchange transactions, the BIS organization said Tuesday. So the Bank of International Settlement piloting CBDCs doing tests, and they have facilitated over 22 million in foreign exchange transactions. So the tests are being done. They are ready to roll this thing out in other countries. They are ready to do this deal, right? Robert Kiyosaki says, buying opportunity. If the Fed continues raising interest rates, the US dollar will get stronger, causing gold, silver, and Bitcoin prices to go lower. Buy more. When Fed pivots and drops interest rates as England just did, you will smile when others cry. Take care. 
yeah, we, we agree with Robert there, uh, not financial advice, but what you're seeing now is that the dollar has had one of the greatest rallies, right, in, in a long time. And um, actually, I wanna throw this in real quick. Peter Schiff says, it's possible that gold and silver prices have already bottomed. The first pivot domino already fell. The markets may already realize it won't be long before the rest fall too. Just buy your gold and silver now while prices are still cheap. So, so Peter Schiff chimed in there. But yes, uh, as far as buying Bitcoin, you know that deal, but precious metal suppressed assets that it is actually looking like on the charts that the bottom is potentially in, that there's serious, serious momentum behind some of these assets. Now, talking about some of these assets that have been suppressed and that have serious momentum and already have broken out and are ready to absolutely rip, we got to move it on over to our XRP cryptocurrency discussion talking about Dark Defenders charts right here. XRP is consolidating while XRP Bitcoin pair is ready for takeoff. Please fasten your seatbelts, take your coffee and come closer to check the three month time frame on the XRP Bitcoin pair update. Have a nice flight. Well, we are locked in. We are ready to go. Dark Defender, thank you so much. It is uh, 6.30 p.m. on the West Coast though. So I am having a cold adult beverage. Why we enjoy these charts. Thank you so much for joining me guys. Let's take a look here at the three month chart. Okay. Now, <clears throat> Dark Defender says, a, TI guy, a TA guy rarely goes for three months of candle patterns. However, we have started yearly, three month and six monthly timeframe an uh, analysts to see the developments from a different perspective. The below chart is an extraordinary bullish pattern for XRP for five years in the crypto arena. The last green candle formed in three months closed above the blue resistance. Okay, let's take a look here. That is that chart. Each candle forming three months right there. XRP has broken the resistance against Bitcoin since 2017. Right there, fractal indicator green signal. This, this pattern indicates three scenarios that are better for XRP. Number one, XRP will appreciate against Bitcoin. Or number two, XRP will stand her position while Bitcoin is decreasing or both will appreciate, but XRP will appreciate against Bitcoin more. It is also exciting to see all of the indicators positive against Bitcoin, such as the fractal indicator. Small green triangles below the bars in the three months time frame are green. Okay, so this is his fractal indicator. Let's take a look here. Fractor, fractal indicator green signal. We are ready to rip, absolutely ready to launch, and we love to see that, okay? So that's a breakout against Bitcoin. You're seeing that. You're seeing it in the gold charts against uh, digital pound, euro, yen. Look at it against these other currencies. Against the dollar, it's still holding up. Still about to break out, though. Still looking great on that chart, too. But if you go look at it against these other currencies, it's nearly at all-time high against some of these other currencies that are failing. Now, let's continue on. We see what's happening behind the scenes here. Uh, People are interested in XRP. XRP trading volume suddenly up 542%. What's happening, right? So we're starting to see record volumes coming in on XRP. Uh, some people, you know, questioning are these glitches? Uh, we started to see some though that appear not to be glitches, appear to be legit, just a lot of trading going on with XRP and a lot of whale movements. You guys are seeing purchases of hundreds of millions of dollars worth of XRP at a time, right? Uh, truly incredible to watch this thing. You can see the momentum building. The hype is there in the public retail masses finally getting tuned in on what the hell XRP actually is. Now, it's gonna be too late by the time most of them figure it out. But we know, we know because we've been listening to folks like Dilip Rao, former Ripple executive. Huge shout out to XRP Crow for sharing this with us. 
Ultimately, all of that escrowed XRP will be owned by institutions for Nostro replacement as a bridge currency or potential for other use cases. Well, they might be able to use it for the liquidation crisis that we're starting to see right now, right? The liquidity crisis, the margin calls for the largest banks in the world. Hopefully they picked up some XRP, right? Now we understand, and as I was saying last week, the institutions are gonna be FOMOing into XRP with us. We're gonna want some XRP because we wanna buy it at 50 cents and watch it go to $500, right? These institutions know it's going to a much higher price because they've talked with Ripple and team behind the scenes and they understand, yeah, there will come a time where we roll over to the new financial system, the quote unquote flip of the switch moment. Will we go to 589 overnight? Eh, you know, it's gonna be something interesting. Anywhere between 550, 500, and we definitely talk about three, four and five digit XRP all day, every day. I haven't talked about three, four, five digit XRP in a while actually, but we're not afraid to go there and we definitely see the utility and we see the numbers and we see the value as we started this episode, trying to debate, speculate on how much uh, derivatives exposure Deutsche Bank has. Some estimates, 30, 40 trillion. In fact, I showed you guys a Wall Street Journal article from 2016 that said $40 trillion derivatives exposure, 47 trillion. Now, <laughs> the dam is about to break in regards to truth. Folks, you know we had to end it on this one. Now, huge shout out to Mr. I, Mr. Intuitive, Gary. He signed all the checks and Mr. I knows, Mr. I tapped in. I see him on Twitter. I definitely see you, brother. He says, interesting timing, Donnie. Let's take a look. This is Donald Trump yesterday at his rally. Let's take a look here. Miraculous coincidence, but you have to hear this. The head of the SEC was the chief financial officer of crooked Hillary Clinton's campaign. I said, who is he? He doesn't seem to be very reasonable. It's not even after me. They're after these poor guys. Miraculous. How about that? How about that? So he signed off on everything. We've been talking about this one for a while, haven't we? Right now, this isn't even really, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down Trump. I'm not, I'm not here to make that statement tonight. I'm just here to say, let all truth be revealed. Can we agree? That the people running these three-letter agencies have completely sold out this country? That there is a group of individuals, powers that be, whatever you want to call them, there is some sort of conspiracy taking place to hold back humanity, to hold back this country, to take away the opportunity we once had. I know some of you folks are still, you don't, you don't like flying our flag. You're not proud of this. You, know, you don't identify as an American. That's all right, man. That's all right. I just want all truth to be revealed. I want a level playing field and may the winner win, right? Let us compete on a level playing field and may the best player, may the best man win. Man, woman, thing, they, it, whatever you want to call it. Whatever dance you want to do, let all truth be revealed. Pull up with your big boy pants and let's talk about it. Gary Gensler, what are we doing? The politicians that are afraid to ask these guys the tough questions, what are we doing? Now I know what you guys are doing. I'm not going to name names tonight, but I know who cuts your checks. We understand. But this is all part of a political cycle shift that's underway as well. As well. Massive, massive energy during this time that's going to be taking place. Between now and the election. Back-to-back -back eclipses once again. These markets are about to get shaken. 
And just think of the masses. Just think of the masses. You know, I was actually, before I did my live stream here tonight, I actually just went and did a bid, an estimate for my landscape business, went and looked at a job. And my client says, uh, oh, it's Sunday. Why are you calling me? Well, I'm, I'm working. Yeah, you know, I'm doing, I, I finally just got a chance to come take a look. I, you know, taking a look right now. And he said, oh, it's Sunday. You know, did you get a chance to watch the game? I'm like, I don't even know what game you're talking about, brother. We have cascading liquidations taking place. World stage events that are going to absolutely shake the foundation of not only this country, but the whole world. Did I get a chance to catch the game? Brother. <laughs> May God be with you. Now, now, a lot of good people. I get it. I get it. I like sports. I'm not trying to hate on sports. But the masses. The masses. No chance. No chance. Right? And we're just talking economically, financial system. What's about to happen to their 401ks right now? Not even talking health crisis, uh, the indoctrination camps that we call the schools, the public school system. We could go down that rabbit hole. We're not going to do that tonight. But folks, this is it. I mean, you guys can see it. We've all laid it all out from the actual data, you know, the, the liquidations that are beginning, the worries about the record high credit default swaps taking us back to the last financial crisis, which is people betting that Credit Suisse is about to go bust. And we're seeing that if one of these systemically important banks goes bust, it's going to have a cascading effect, a contagion, excuse me, a contagion effect. Yeah. Now, what were we told though, right? 2020 was a test, one of many, and the simulations would continue. And here we are. The timing's still perfect. Every seven years, Shemitah year, boy, was it an exciting one, right? One of the worst years uh, in history, in, in so many different markets, so many different asset classes, so many different currencies. Right. And now uh, we roll into this incredible next couple months, October, November. It's going to be very, very interesting, leading us into another dark winter. Now, you think about it. We've only been going through uh, the official recession, bear market, tough times since the end of last year. Right. Bitcoin topped out in uh, December. Right, everything basically rolled over beginning of this year, and then this year is when we started the negative quarters of GDP growth or not growth, which is the definition of a recession. We're about to figure out that Q3 was negative as well. That's my speculation. So let's see how that comes out. Uh, but here we are. We got one quarter left to finish off this year, and uh, one of the worst years in history. Right. And we're just getting started. When you start to see that, it's like we've already gone down so far, and yet we've only had one cryptocurrency, one or, one or two cryptocurrency exchanges go bust, right? We haven't had any of these major players fail yet, but we're starting to see, and we're starting to see how big their exposure is, the contagion that's in the place uh, in the market right now. And uh, for us, We've been saying that your time is running out to not only acquire XRP, but to make your moves before this moment comes. This is it. This is it. Uh, that Shemitah year wrapped up in September, right? Now we roll in, and if you look at the charts, when you look at how it's played out before in previous Shemitah cycles, previous market crash events, they all usually conclude in October. 
Feast of Tabernacles, which is going to be the 9th through the 16th this year. We'll be watching that closely. Solar Eclipse is going to be on the 25th. Watch that closely. And then we roll on into the back-to-back -back Lunar Eclipse, November 7th and 8th, right before our election day on November 8th. Oh, and then what interesting timing. We have Ripple Swell Conference in London after the Queen's passing. May she rest in peace. King Charles III coming in. Perfect timing for World War Three, right? It's perfect how they've aligned all these world stage events. Right on time, right on cue. And we just sit back here, we watch this thing unfold, and we prepare. We try to help as many people as possible. Now, if you're looking to get touched uh, in touch with my community, like-minded individuals doing investment research and trying to figure out what the hell to do, you can head on over to my website, zachrector.com, and sign up for that. Now, I wanted to answer one question here. One of my team members sent me this. I thought this was a great question. So if you guys want your questions answered, just do hashtag AskZach on Twitter. And, you know, just type out your question, hashtag AskZach, and I will try to answer those uh, in our show. So this one comes from Bobby Threet. BT Drummer is his YouTube name. He says, I have a serious question that I thought I might ask, and I know your answer is not financial advice, but could you address this in your video, uh, your suggestion on leaving your money in banks right now, and if you take your money out, a safe place to put it other than in your attic or bur buried in your backyard, LOL. Thanks, Zach. Okay, thank you, BT Drummer. I appreciate that. Okay, so for me, we only want to leave as much money in the system, in the banks, as we need to operate, which you're going to have to determine your own situation, how much that is for you. Now, okay, we have money that we're willing to pull out that we have for investments that we have to uh, put for cash allocations and other prepping and essentials. What it is going to be for me is cash, crypto, precious metals, ammo, and Second Amendment, right? And then the other thing that I want to take a look at is essentials, okay? Your essentials, and that is going to include food as well, okay? Th so those five, let me repeat that. Cash on hand, physical cash, maybe multiple locations, precious metals on hand, maybe a couple different locations, cryptocurrency, multiple ledgers, multiple devices, not all on one device, and we don't trust any of these exchanges. Ammo, Second Amendment, very clear what that is. You guys already know that deal. And then essentials, food, prepping. Okay. And one thing that you can do is you can buy six months or even a year's worth of essentials that you know you're going to need. It might sound stupid, but if you really have that much cash that you are wanting to pull out and you want to allocate it to something, uh, then, you know, you can even buy like, you, you know, your toothpaste, paper towels, essentials like that, literally for six months out, or, you know, and your food, obviously three to six months out for sure on that. How much paper towels, how much toilet paper do you want to store? You know, that's, I, I don't really stock up on toilet paper and stuff. I, you know, if it comes that bad, I can use other things, leaves whatever we need to use. But uh, in all seriousness, for me right now, my cash is on the sidelines ready to swoop real estate. And then I'm also excited about business opportunities as well. That's what I'm looking for. Over the next five to 10 years is all of my money that I'm not investing in cryptocurrency, precious metals, ammo, pre prepping and essentials. My cash for investing, my, what I'm, the asset classes that I'm really looking at for me right now is real estate and then business opportunities, business deals, okay? And then um, other than that, I was gonna add that if you really have a lot of cash and you really you know, you can afford to do so, one thing that you can do is prepay and negotiate down your contracts or put a cap on your, on your contracts. So uh, for, you know, basically people are gonna be desperate. 
So it's just whatever you need, your cash is going to be very valuable. Your maybe even your silver, your precious metals, maybe your, your ammo, right? The barter is here. We just had in our weekly discord call, a great conversation, two and a half hour weekly call in my discord group on Saturday, yesterday, getting caught back up. But we had a conversation talking about, uh, one of my, one of my discord members saying that they traded, uh, her husband's electrician, he did electric, electrical services for a gentleman who paid in uh, shrimp, I believe. Paid in shrimp. And the guy said that he was paying for other things with his shrimp as well. Now, this might sound silly. This might sound like something that they only do down there in the Cajun states. Shout out to the South. We appreciate you guys. Um, this is real life. In middle America, in countries across this world, this is what's happening now. And the more you see that ramp up tells you where the fear is at, the sentiment in the market, in Main Street, what's really happening out in the real world. And it might sound stupid, but here's the thing that you got to pick up on. The electrical services, he was able to charge, I think, three to five times more than he would have just getting paid in dollars because the guy was paying him in shrimp. It's like, hey, I got a, I got a bunch of shrimp and I really need those electrical services. So I'm willing to pay three to five times more in cash equivalent value which when obviously when if society really breaks down to that point, you're not going to be looking on the market. What's a dollar worth right now? What's silver worth right now? It's going to be what the hell do you need to save and feed your family? So that's why we talk about, you know, just covering all of those, all of those assets. It's all part of our prepping. One thing that I've talked about before in the past too, you really got money, you really got it going on and you want to consider, I think that, during a time like that, even having a ledger, if you can prove that you have funds, crypto on that ledger, you know, trade that ledger. Say, hey, I've put this ledger aside. It has 1000 XRP. And when shit hits the fan, I will have documented proof. I can trade this. I mean, that sounds ridiculous, but who knows? Now you also can use the XRP ledger while the network's offline, right? Interesting how they made those preparations as well. Now, do I think that we're going to go through three to six months? We're going to go back to the 1800s, maybe briefly for a moment. I mean, in some countries, they kind of already are there, right? But the systems are breaking and you're seeing the Nord Stream 2 hit, right? They've shut off uh, to some of these other countries too. I forget it was Poland and others recently. So we were t- had a great conversation in our Discord group this yesterday talking about how during that time, people are going to, you know, it's not going to be what's the market value, what's the spot price of silver. It's going to be I need a cord of wood, a cord of firewood to heat my house. If you guys are in Europe right now, comment down below. If you're in Europe, let me know down below what you guys are working with with your situation with the energy bills, utility bills. I know some of the countries are trying to cap the price of energy bills. I think that's kind of funny. I mean, you can cap it. That sounds good. That looks cool. That's you know, it looks really cute for your constituents until you just run out of supply, right? So it has to come from somewhere. But I did want to make that point though, especially for businesses. If you got to negotiate leases, if you got to negotiate your utility bills, sometimes you can negotiate caps. Like, okay, uh, Dan Dan Pena, my mentor even said that he did this on his castle. He negotiated his electricity bills uh, years in advance, so he has a cap on it. So instead of, you know, raising by 50%, it only raised by five or 10%. And when, when you're paying 
20, 30 grand a month to heat the castle up, you know, that matters a little bit, right? And it matters for the little, for us little folks too, right? Paying our bills that have gone through the roof. It's crazy, man. I can't go to the grocery store without spending 150, 200 bucks. It's like impossible. It's like two bags of groceries, 200 bucks. And that's what we were talking about in the, in the Discord call is that your, bag, your two bags of groceries might be worth $200 because of inflation. And at that same moment, your silver, instead of being 20 bucks an ounce, is going to be 200 bucks an ounce. So right now, you know, your, your bag of groceries that would normally cost 20, 30 bucks is going to be valued at about 200 bucks, but your silver is going to be going somewhere, you know, somewhere in the range of, some estimates put it at three digits, of course. So, some even higher. So yeah, I don't even really go too deep on the silver predictions. Um, I just want offline assets. Because when shit hits, when, when systems really break down, I want to store a value and I want something that's accepted everywhere. If it really got bad enough and I got to get out of Dodge and I got to buy my family safety, got to buy passage through the next town, you don't know. Now, is that extreme? Is that dramatic? Is that too much? By prepping, by taking care of our essentials, you're hedging inflation. So it's a good investment. Call them crazy, call them whack jobs. If you bought your essentials and your groceries three months ago, six months ago, you've hedged inflation 20% plus on your groceries, on your protein. You know, like I said, prepay, right? When you go, you go, you buy a whole cow from your local farmer. Right, and you locked in those rates. You locked in that price of that beef that's sitting in your your freezer. That if you don't get to eat, well, you can use it for barter. It's hard to imagine us going to that point, and it's hard to imagine us being there for any length of time. But you never know. And look at the hurricane that just hit Florida. That's an act of God. Well, we could talk about weather manipulation too, I guess, but. We'll save that for a different conversation. Act of God, maybe steered, maybe accelerated, maybe pushed a little bit. I don't know. We'll talk about that some other day. That's a real situation that just wiped out tons of people. Tons of people. Now, it's interesting. I'm going to be dropping a real estate deep dive here soon uh, because we need, to, we, get, we need to have an update on real estate. There's been a lot of update with the data and everything that's been happening in real estate. One market to look at is that West Florida area. The, the market had already started to cool off, but because of this hurricane, it's going to be, it could be ugly there for a little bit, which our thoughts and prayers to everyone down there. Florida is so strong. Those people down there, great people down there. Um, and I know that a lot of them are ready to ride that thing out and they did, but there's just a tremendous amount of damage and destruction and, and it's very sad. But... Um, when you actually look at how it's going to impact the numbers, the, the economy there, the real estate market, it had been one of the hottest markets in the country, um, West Florida, those areas that got hit the hardest uh, because of the work from home, the, uh, you know, just the migration that was taking place, Florida was really attractive. And now people are finding out that the hurricane comes through every few years, right? And uh, if we have any Florida viewers in the chat, let me know down below. Let me know how you guys are hanging in there, what the situation is. I love to see this country stand so strong when we get hit with crises, when we get hit by a storm. 40,000 linemen 
ready to go, ready to fix and get the electricity going back on. And then we got the Coast Guard, um, all of our other uh, first responders and everyone else, Coast Guard. This, this country is well, resilient as hell. But folks, we've talked about how the situation has gone live and there's a tit for tat going back and forth here. Nord Stream, who took it out? P uh, Putin, uh, three-letter agencies, somebody else, doesn't matter. What matters is that these types of targets are now free game. What's that going to mean for your country? Now, I've been saying here in the United States, we've been having a great summer. They let us chill out this summer. We got the June lows came in. We we're like, oh, crap. You know, this is not looking good. But then we, we, we had a rally in through August, right? We, we hung in there. Many people actually were trying to pump you guys up, tell you that the bottom was already in while we maintained with our analysis, with our forecast that no, no, no way is the bottom in. Not a chance. Unless the Fed does a complete reversal, which they haven't. They've held strong, which is interesting to see here. It's like they want to just stay consistent here going into this election. Don't let it dump, but don't make it look like we're helping out Biden and, and team too much, right? The system's breaking right now, though. This is it. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Greatest Transfer of Wealth with your host, Zach Rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble. To get in touch, please just head on over to ZachRector.com. You can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive Discord community over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in. And all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care and God bless.